Hello, Love After Lockup Cray Cray listeners. In celebration of what I think is the season finale of Life After Lockup this week, I was able to catch up with Marcelino for a few minutes. I've appended that interview to the end of the episode, was just able to catch up and see what's up with him and Brittany since the season ended. Enjoy! Hey everybody, welcome to Love After Lockup Cray Cray. I'm Kim and I support the love of convicts. And I'm Kyle, and I know I just took your phone, Kim, but I want to be a family. <laughs> you know, Kyle, I just feel like I'm just a female that called your phone at a bad time. Why are there always these fucking females calling me? It's really I don't fu- know. It's fucking up my marriage. Females. So many, f- so many females, bro. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on this episode, but as we will get into, before we get into the episode, it was all dampened by my sadness of the news about Tracy this week. I know. How can you watch this absurd wedding now? Um, I cried. And not, and not, not gonna feel lie. just like bummed out. This happened the day after it aired, right? So, I mean, do you want to just explain if people haven't seen this, the news? Okay, let's let's talk about the Tracy news first because people are probably like, what are they talking about? And then we'll go into our overall thoughts for the episode. So, bummer warning. Huge evidence. Huge evidence. Tracy went back to jail on August 6th. Um, she was arrested in Texas on drug charges. The internet is mostly the comments that I saw. People are distraught over this news. Um, Starcasm.net, shout out to Starcasm. They reported on this before anybody else. Credit to them. Uh, you can read the whole article on Starcasm.net. Um, if you haven't seen the mugshot, it is unfortunate. It looks like Tracy got about halfway through a Britney Spears episode, but only halfway through, so only half of her head is shaved. Um she was arrested on Texas in Texas on felony drug charges. So Stark has actually had a Texas attorney read the report and kind of translate it for everybody. It's a second degree felony under Texas state law. That means a minimum two years, maximum 20 years, plus a fine of up to $10,000. And she was in possession of a class one drug. That means it's typically crack or meth. So we don't know which one we know that motherfucking crack was a problem last season. So one could assume it was crack. Um, could have been meth who knows but also according to this attorney um texas has a version of the three strikes law that treats this very seriously because she has a prior felony conviction so the second degree felony it could be bumped up to a first degree felony which would put her sentence between five and 99 years it's hard for me to imagine why the state of texas would want to incarcerate her that long but yeah yeah I mean, this is clearly like, this is a disease, right? I mean, she, it's so sad, but Clint hasn't posted anything on his Instagram recently, nor has Tracy. Neither one of them has made a statement to my knowledge. I assume it would be all over the place. I checked just before we started recording. So as of Sunday, I haven't seen anything uh, as far as a statement in the words of Marcelino Santiago. Love After Lockup is a docuseries on recidivism. And 
um this reminds us of that like this is all fun and games but i'm like genuinely so fucking sad about this kyle is really rooting for them i was rooting for them too um you know you root for most of the people on this show i i don't root for scott and lizzie no me neither (laughs) nobody does but i root for lizzie independently absolutely so clint and tracy were this like bizarre and crazy sometimes hilarious but ultimately like seem like a genuine redemption story in the making and you gotta think that it's over now and even if it's even if they are still together um their family life is obviously shattered because clint's mom's not going to be into this anymore right not that she ever really was but even worse now she gave her one last chance and this is probably it especially if she's in jail for five years, you have to think that this is over. Clint, even if they say they're still together, Clint's going to start sexting, sexting some chick and it's going to be done, right? It's it's. I definitely think that Clint, even given Clint's behavior on the season that we saw, he was kind of fading. The episode of the motherfucking crack was kind of coming back to bite him in the ass, you know, when they were doing this whole wedding scene and... He just wasn't treating her as he was in the first season. I don't know. That was just the gut feeling that I got. But this is probably the straw that breaks the camel's back. I just don't see them coming back from this. I don't know. Yeah, we had a... um, Well, we, we bought a cameo from Tracy for our anniversary show, which is in three days. It's way less fun now. <laughs> I know. Uh, unfortunately, like we haven't. Pl- I mean, you can go and watch it now if you want. But we were going to play it live on the show, and we probably still will. But it's just now. It's definitely a bummer. Her cameo account says temporarily unavailable, and the last one she did was like the day before she got arrested, <sighs> and she didn't have the haircut, but she definitely was wearing like her wig thingy. So. Yeah, I know. What do you think happened with this haircut? Like, I don't even know if we can speculate. Like, what the fuck? I mean, half I of her no head idea. is shaved. No idea at all. How close is um, Texas to Hobbs? Uh, pretty close. It, it Hobbs is in... Um, hold on, let me just pull up the map. But I think it's, it's a pretty close... I, I want to know the full story. I want to know what she was doing in Texas, you know, had they broken up. Um, Hobbs is literally like on the border with Texas. So, I mean, it looks like probably a few miles. So she could have been in Seminole, Denver city, Seagraves. I mean, there's a whole bunch of towns. It looks like really, really close within miles of Hobbs that are in Texas. So if it's that close, then, you know, it could have been anything. They could have crossed over just to literally to score. Like that was maybe the closest place. And to fill up on been, gas. Yeah. Could have anything. Been a sting. Yeah. That's, that's a shame for sure. It's really sad. So we'll, we'll continue to update as we get more information, but there's not really any information out there right now. Yeah, um, almost nothing. And you can, again, read the full story on starcasm.net. Thank you for reporting on that and uh, breaking that story. So I wonder if Lizzie or, like, Brittany could help because they have both successfully, well, thus far, successfully battled their addiction issues. I don't know. <sighs> Lasai. Okay, let's move on to more fun stuff. Was so, this the oh, final episode? Yeah, it's so confusing. So my DVR says that next week is season two, episode 24. But it's definitely like next week starts the new couples. And it 
they are touting it as like a new season. So either they just have their metadata wrong, like the labels of the episodes are wrong. It's very confusing. But yes, like my understanding is that this is the last episode with life after lockup with these six couples. Then, yeah, the other couples, it's definitely been marketed as season three. Right? It's so confusing. I've had a lot of people message me about it. And all I know is like what I can see on my DVR and what I can see, you know, through the cable provider and through WeTV. And it's labeled as season two. It doesn't make any sense. WeTV, get your shit together. All of the storylines seem to be concluding in this episode, except, I guess, maybe Michael and Megan with that weird cliffhanger of him walking in her door. I um, know. Uh, and Andre and Lamar. Yeah. He drives away. Right. I feel like that means we're going to see more of these two couples, right? I feel like there's some mistake and there's got to be one more episode because um, the way that it, I think they ended it with 14 episodes the first season or the first part of season two, they extended for 10 more. So I do feel like the next episode has got to be the finale. I feel like the next episode might be hybrid too, like maybe like wrapping up these two loose ends and then starting into the new couples. But maybe I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. So here are my three main thoughts. One, I'm pissed that we never get to see this freaking Gannett of Tito's. <laughs> I've You've ranted about, about it, it the whole season. We don't about get to see it. You've been warning about this. They didn't listen. They didn't listen. And you know, if you're if you're a listener and you're like, "What the hell is a Gannett?" and "What has Kim been talking about this whole season?" Just go to at Reality Cray Cray on Instagram. I think I posted a picture like Friday or something of the what a Gannett is. So I'm really I'm really upset that we didn't get to see it. Um, two, Tracy Sub's super sad. Obviously, we already talked about number three. I'm really irritated about these cliffhangers if they don't wrap them up because I want to know if Andre and Lamar, I'm assuming that like Lamar comes back and they like make up and whatever, like they're clearly still together. And like with Michael, does he have another family or is this just another girlfriend? Like what the fuck? Watching it, watching it on TV. It was difficult for me and I only watched it once. It was difficult for me to, to kind of, parse through if it was sarah calling him it was it, absolutely not it wasn't okay mm -mm. i couldn't tell i mean my wife said oh my god he has another family but i couldn't tell and just based on her voice i was also watching it on a plane so that might have <laughs> screwed with my ears or something i don't know yes welcome back to america kyle <laughs> thank you very much kyle was just gone and what scotland and iceland for about 10 days Scotland, Iceland, and then before that, Vegas, where we recorded our last um, lockup before you before you recorded multiple episodes of <laughs> Love After Lockup. <laughs> we'll Kim get Cray, to it. We'll get to it. As one of our Facebook people said, Kim Cray off tether. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm off tether tomorrow, too, if everything goes well, but we'll save that for the anniversary edition. What? Um, this is the first I've heard of this. We'll talk about it. Um, any other any other thoughts before we get into? I think we should start with Marcelino and Brittany. My, I mean, listen. My thought is that I think that this life after lockup experiment overall was a failure. You do and okay, I, yeah. And I that's not to say I didn't have fun doing this podcast. Of course, I mean we always have a good time. 
and it's fun to talk about. But overall, I mean, I could have completely done without this completely, totally pointless Sarah Thruple um, storyline. The uh the the scott and lizzie shit was completely contrived had some funny moments but it was so scripted it was just incredibly obvious that it was horse shit andrea and lamar started off really terrible but then the last few episodes have been hilarious and then clinton tracy also just felt so scripted and almost nothing happened their entire storyline again is two days of filming yeah um Save with so, Scott and Lizzie. It was like two freaking days. Yeah. The only redeeming storyline I think that was fascinating and interesting and stuff actually happened was Marcelino and Brittany. Mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. I think that this is this is what I think. Like the Scott and Lizzie stuff and the Tracy and Clint stuff like could have been a little more entertaining if it was pared down. It felt forced because they had 10 episodes of material to fill. I feel like if they would have signed on for like six episodes of life after lockup and we would have gotten, and maybe Brittany and Marcelino would have been the sent the focal point of the season. I feel like it would have worked better because shit with them actually happened. Yeah. Most they had these, a lot going on. Most of these couples are like, they should have done like a web series, like like ninety day fiance, mm. what now kind of thing. You know what I mean? They did this, do a web series, but it was just with the season one cast. I think that would have been I mean, they were trying to ride this massive wave of popularity mm. with season two. So I mean it makes sense. All these season two is insanely popular. The growth yeah. was unbelievable. But I just thought that for the most part, this follow up season fizzled and I but I still have high hopes for season three. Me too. And I do, I, I will do another season of Andre and Lamar if it continues to be funny. Cause like you said, the last few episodes of them, once they ditched the kids and I, d- I wasn't really worried about the kids, it was hilarious. Um, Weed house stuff, the sister wife one liner, it was good. I do not need more thruple. No, Quart- never quartet. Quintet, the whatever the fuck God, it is. Just stop it. Please make it end. If I have to see Michael on the screen, I, I can't. Marcelino and Brittany, too, like, I, I find that their storyline is fascinating, and I don't know. I, I, I liked watching them. And on I that note, too. should we launch into it? Yeah, let's do it. Can we talk about Marcelino's fresh face? He looks about 20 years old. He, like, <laughs> shaved all his facial hair. I was like, oh, my God. Am I looking into the past? Like, he looks like he kind of did in that um, whatever uh, <laughs> Missy Elliott video. Miss, it was Missy Elliott, yeah, Missy Elliott video. And as I learned yesterday, also Janet Jackson video. Have to I look for that one. Said Janet Jackson, and you said no, it wasn't Janet Jackson. Fucking goddamn it! Well, I didn't know. I didn't know he was in both. Sorry, God. He, he set me straight. Okay, so. Um, this lawyer yeah, is not fucking around. No, know? he's they got a good lawyer. They're and smart. I really I really liked that when they sat down with him and started basically explain the situation, he didn't he didn't like snap at Marcelino and call him a moron or something, no. but he made it super clear that when they're in the courtroom, he needs to keep his ass in the chair and shut the fuck up. Otherwise, this is going to go horribly wrong, right? Yeah. Um so, no, this lawyer was great. He took charge. He was professional. He did his job. And yeah, he was like, look, there's a marshal in there to take care of Tito. You sit the fuck down. and Like, just do not show emotion. Do not speak. Do not react. 
just sit still, basically. They go in the court and she got 60-40. Did you expect um, that good of an outcome? I Well, yes. I, I had read somewhere that they got 100%. So I was actually surprised it was only 60-40. But that is surprising. Um, I wish that we knew more from Tito's end. Like, why wasn't it 50-50? Because that's very strategic. I mean, the judge was trying to make a point, right? Like, you can still see your kid, but Brittany's the main parent here and so i i'm curious as to what was brought up about tito especially with marcelino kind of from a judge's standpoint marcelino going over to tito's house it kind of seems as though he probably instigated the fight i'm not saying that is what happened but that's how it could appear in court and so i'm very curious as to every all of the evidence that was presented my theory is that all of that uh the things that we saw this season were pre-gannett attack on geo <laughs> And so yeah. that that like happened during his 40% custody. And so if Brittany and Marcelino do have 100% now, that probably was the instigating factor to to drive it over the edge, right? And have a Definitely. Hearing. And I yeah. chuckle not at the scene in my head of Gio being attacked by any sort of exotic pet, but just the fact that Tito has this exotic animal in his home is completely absurd and insane. So, um yeah, I don't know shows, if that was pre or post. Uh, shows questionable judgment. <laughs> yes, yes, it does, especially with a toddler in your home. So, um, this, I mean, overall, this is a happy ending, right? Like, they get 60-40, so Brittany has legal rights to her kid. Uh, Marcelino is a great stepdad, as we see. Um, so, you know, Zoila and Gio get to spend time together, their family. Um, we see Gio painting in the yard. Uh, what did you think about the Sasha stuff? so fucking weird to me so <laughs> so strange like let's go out and have some great family fun clean good old american fun down the road <laughs> outside the prison let's stand outside in the middle of the fucking night in an alley and unfurl a banner and watch a light blink that's something that is going to come up in therapy for sure oh i thought it was sweet no that's Zoila's a baby. She doesn't know. They have plenty of support. Oh, Gio. Well, whatever. For all Gio knows, he's just painting and making a banner and running downtown to have fun. What does he know? He's going to see this on TV, and he's going to get re-scarred over and over again. This is the fucking weirdest thing I've ever seen. Like, flashing Morris code from the fucking prison (laughs) cell. Jesus Christ. I disagree. I think Gio is having fun with it. He's just fine. 83% of responders on your Instagram said this was (laughs) fucking stupid and strange. I posted an Instagram story that with a survey that said, should Sasha be the godmother or whatever? And yes, you're right. A majority of people did say no, but terrible idea. Nobody they were gives wrapping a shit it up the storyline is going to feel about this in a few years when it dawns on him what the fuck is going on here. It's not Gio's godmother Zoila's. Same thing, whatever. Okay. All I think is that I loved What's it good? when they were What cell are you in, Bunky? <laughs> they know exactly like the orientation of the jail and like we're Mar- like in relation to where Marcelino used to stand. I just he would like stand there like Jon Snow, like brooding over Brittany. I just love it. I I loved the the visual of that. But I mean, now that 
you know, the timing of this, it does make sense. And it wasn't surprising at all. Like Marcelino came around because they got custody, right? They got legal, you know, 60, 40. And he's like, now it doesn't matter. Now we can make Sasha the godmother and kind of turned around on it. I think Sasha's going to turn her life around, Kyle. She's going to have a lot of time to think. She already had turned <laughs> she, her life around. Yeah. She has, <laughs> she has plenty of time to, uh, to plan her next move on the outside when she's 60 years old. She's, she's only in there like 10 years. I bet she'll be out in five. Whatever. Fuck Bunky. <laughs> God. All right. Should we move on to Lamar and Andrea? Yes. Wow. So what a cliffhanger of her locking herself in the bathroom. She sure came out of that bathroom pretty quickly. Larissa style. Why isn't someone calling <laughs> the cops on the internet on, on oh Andrea? <laughs> I don't think that she posted this in real time, but yeah. good question. <laughs> I like her, her like, kind of bullshit compromise. Can you stay here for six months? Hell nah. I'm going to bounce, bro. <laughs> he was like, fuck no, I've got business to take care of. I was like, can we elaborate on what business you have to take care of? Like, I would really like to know some He's recording specific, a rap specifics. album, Kim. No, seriously? He's a rapper. Where can we find these rap videos? I I dig up all these videos of people on these reality shows. Doesn't, we haven't seen any. Inst- I think his Instagram says he's a rapper. It does, but like I haven't seen any <laughs> evidence of this. Oh, he's not on iTunes yet. No, I mean, yeah. whatever. I'm a CEO, right, but I can claim up. I'm whatever I am. We have to look him up on Spotify. <laughs> okay, we'll do it. We'll. Do, I wonder. Um, what was Tariq's? Think... What was Tariq's name? Anthony oh, Bourdain. Jesus. The the black Anthony Bourdain. That was Tariq, yeah. yeah. That I like some of his songs though. Don't hate me. Okay. So Lamar takes her phone hostage and tries to kind of do a trade for his debit card and his license. Um I mean, I would do the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't take someone's driver's license and debit card. I mean, she tries to make it seem like the phone is a bigger deal because the kids are on the way and blah blah blah. I think the fucking kids can handle themselves. I don't I mean Tennyson could have called his own Uber and found <laughs> out where he where they were when he was like 11 years old. So I trust I'm not, I trust I'm not Tennyson more him. with the family's safety than I would Andrea. So totally. I'm quite confident they can de- especially it's not like they're flying to freaking like I don't know, Kathmandu. They're flying yeah, they're to not, Utah. Like they're not they're gonna landing be just in Mogadishu. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be just fine. Just fine. I mean, she, Andrea acts like it is insane that he's taken this phone and wants to trade it. I'm like, kind of seems reasonable. I don't know. Tennyson could ask any random person at the airport <laughs> to take him by horse and carriage to this Airbnb, and it would happen. <laughs> totally he has so many friends he's he's just fine um what did you think about lamar leaving he just like as soon as he gets his life he's back be a family. <laughs> <laughs> andrea is just laying in bed why would he take her- my phone <laughs> <laughs> like she is beside herself just naming off everybody that's been killed of lamar's is this true the youth the youth <laughs> she's like his cousin's been killed his uncle's been killed his or his brother's been shot and killed i'm like really why haven't we gotten any of this backstory seems kind of relevant to why you would want to leave the the area you know 
Like, why haven't we heard any of these stories? Like, we heard, you know, Lamar, you know, was involved with the crits or whatever. I don't know in what capacity. We didn't really get any details. But who are these family members that have been killed? Like, It makes me wonder if there's a specific threat against Lamar or he has, like, serious enough enemies that, that are, like, real and specific enemies that he's made in his previous life that they still need to be concerned about. They never bring yeah. it up. No, that's a good point. You would think if that were true, though, he would not want to be advertising himself on television. Right. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, mean, he has that He has that Benz for all this Matt Sharp cash. I guess it's worth it. I don't know. I mean, Andrea's staying behind, and she's like, just come back out here in three weeks. Like, what do you think the chances are that Lamar just Zero. shows up in Lehigh? With his with his bends, zero percent, zero percent. Lamar says something extremely accurate. I'm so glad he said it. He said, "You're making yourself look stupid and desperate." And I want. Do you think that that was kind of a little breaking the fourth wall? You know, yeah. Almost like he was saying, "Jesus Christ, woman, we're on camera. Fucking stop this." You Which makes insane. me wonder, like, how much of this is exaggerated on her part for the story. You know what I mean? Because we see her on our ITM, like, he's addicted to me. There's just no way he would ever leave me. And I'm like, I don't know. You're acting, like, pretty crazy right I now. I need to keep my big girl panties on and keep the ID. <laughs> God. I mean, taking... S- them it's Mormons just, messed up her brain a little bit. <laughs> completely. Well, no, it wasn't the Mormons. Even her Mormon well, friend was like, said. this is too far. No, I am absolutely. not going to help you with this. No, plan. I, I don't think any of the Mormons were on board with this. This is absurd. Um, so, But this is like left open. Like, what do you think happens? He leaves. I think he left and went back to L.A. Yeah, but then where do they go from here? Is Andrea really going to stay there? Like, are her kids, why are her kids, did she tell her kids, yeah, we're we're moving back to Utah? Because they're going to be devastated if she told them that. And then she's like, JK, like, going back to LA. I know. I, I That's, don't like, know. fucking horrible if that's what's happening here. That's why I think there has to be one more episode. We have to get some closure here. I, I think that the finale and whether or not she moves back to LA depends on the kids reaction to this entire situation. If the kids don't take her side and tell her she's insane, why would you do that? Which is I kind of what I expect to happen. Then I think that she's going to at least temporarily move back to LA with them. But if they get there and they're just like, Thank God we're back in Utah. Please let us stay here. I think that she'll stay and try to do it long distance again. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I I feel like she, it depends on the pretense that she brought the kids to Utah under. You know what I mean? Like if she brought them under the pretense that they're going to go back to school there and move back. There's She just can't move them back to LA again. That's just too cruel. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Lizzie and Scott. Or anything else to say about Lamar and Andrea? No. We are not together. We are not together, Scott. This was absurd. And the the (laughs) internet is exploding. What everybody wants to know, and my main question is, whose freaking white vehicle is this that Scott just, like, unleashes and starts beating the shit out of? What is that? 
I had, like, whose car is that? So I had a listener email me and say that they think it is production's car because they saw it <laughs> in a similar in a similar scene when they were filming um the thruple they also saw this vehicle so their belief their conspiracy theory is that this is production's vehicle and scott got pissed off at production and just started like beating the shit out of their car that's great <laughs> if that's true that's fucking hysterical and so funny i know for it's one of those things that you know production would just kind of let happen because it's totally worth it oh yeah totally yeah. but you know i'm surprised we didn't get more of it because like i feel like they only showed a few seconds of a beating the shit out of this car like let us see the aftermath right what? like it what? was like five seconds i'm like what's i need more what's the come down after that <laughs> exactly. you know what i mean um what are the i want to see some repercussions for i mean this is like the big lebowski happening right when, when when he goes and starts bashing that brand new vet and the guy comes out and he's like it's, it's not my car <laughs> i know <laughs> totally oh, i mean he tries like what did you think about him so we i mean we saw this is kind of a repeat of last week where lizzie's like i can't be with you if you're on drugs and why is he carrying around this wad of cash that he throws at lizzie who carries know. around bills like this must have been his plan and that's what makes me feel like this is contrived i was watching this in super shitty quality could you tell in high definition what denomination these bills were (laughs) did he throw a bunch of ones on the ground i didn't zoom i couldn't tell my my screenshots were not clear enough because i had the same thought um i don't know but yeah it's why is why do these people throw valuable things (laughs) In toilets, in the ocean, on the ground. Why mainly is this, Scott. Mainly why, Scott. It's, it's mainly Scott, but why is this his compulsion? It's, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, if it's real and he actually did this unscripted, I guess you just have to chalk it up to a pattern of like hyper self-destructive behavior over the, that we've seen time and time again, right? It's absolutely insane, like, especially because, like, he doesn't even pick up the money. He just, like, picks up a bat and starts beating the shit out of this car. Like, like, how much money did he just leave in the street? It is so bizarre. He's, like, Um, full-on Andre rage. I just, I just write, I have so many question marks in my notes on Scott this episode. (laughs) Starts beating up a car? Whose car is that? (laughs) Just... It's absurd. So did you, and I haven't listened to the previous episode that you did with Mary Payne. Did you guys talk about the drugs? Do you, so what, what drug do you think Scott was on? Um, we speculated about this at length. So I think that we, he said he grabbed the pipe and not the needle, but then later on Instagram, he was going on and on about like how he wasn't, doing meth or something and i'm like well it, look the pipe means crack. two things crack or meth and right because you don't like weed is not that's wor- not a, that's yeah. not a discussion in california right to this degree no not so at all. therefore it's either crack or meth and so one of those two i didn't shoot crack i just smoked it don't exactly. stop worrying Stop worrying, Jesus. I mean, both both bad. Arguably, meth is more addictive, 
from a scientific standpoint, but I mean, <laughs> neither one are really drugs you want to be involved with. And, and like how you can do the fact that he said he was going on and off it, it makes me think it's crack and not meth. I think because so like too. meth is something that like, that's, you can't really like intermittently go a few days without that. Right. Like if you're a serious addict, so although his teeth would lend um, to a meth habit. <laughs> his, teeth, his teeth lend to many poor decisions. Yes, I'm, yes, I'm I do. I'm not sure which one exactly. Um, so let's talk about Lizzie's mom. She lives in a pretty nice house. Do you, is she Latino? I, no. So you didn't hear, um, You did you listen to Aaron Martin's Pink Shade interview with Lizzie? No. So Lizzie grew up on a farm. Fascinating story. So yeah, her mom has a really nice house. Um, I believe her mother is white and I believe her dad is black. I uh-huh. think, um, no, I think her mom's just a straight <laughs> a Caucasian female as female. Michael would say. Um, but yeah, she's, have we met her mom? She looked familiar to me and I can't tell if it was from a preview. I don't remember. Okay. She, Lizzie looks great in these scenes. I have to say like, she yeah. looks really good. Jasmine is just stunning. Like, uh, please make good choices, Jasmine. Don't be a model. Don't go get a real job and a real skill. She's graduated from high school. I'm confident she's in vocational school or college or doing something good for the world. I hope so. I mean, graduating at 19, that means that she must have been held back at least a year, right? Or maybe she um, just like was half time at school. I don't know Yeah, what you can know. get away with. She probably had to work. So... I don't know what you can get away with in terms of like your, your schooling in high school, um, how long you can, you can stretch it out for. I'm always, you know, very concerned about the youths in these shows (laughs) and the youths. Uh, I really want to know what Jasmine is up to next. Um, well, they, you know, Lizzie's there for her graduation. She says it's a happy family moment. So, now let's talk about all the fucking horrible things I did. And guess what? I did all of the shit that you begged me not to do. But and it's Jasmine fine. is totally it's fine. fine with it. It's they hug totally it out. Fine. Yeah, nothing happened. There was a bat and a wad of cash on the on the ground and throwing of valuable jewelry, but it's fine. I am really curious though, like you are right, Lizzie's mom's house is really nice. Like really nice. And I wonder if they were ever estranged. Um, I don't remember from the interview if she talked about that at length, but it's just like crazy that, you know, Lizzie is at 19 kind of went to the big city being Detroit and got wrapped up in some bad shit. It's kind of like a lifetime movie. You know, it's like the after school special of like what they warn you about in elementary school. Like don't do drugs. Don't talk to strangers and they'll give you drugs and then you'll get hooked. I'm like, that's literally what happened to Lizzie. Totally. She's a dare. She's a walking dare commercial from the 80s. (laughs) She is. She is. But she's better now. And I have, I hope the best for Lizzie. I really hope that she like stays clean. If I see a Tracy story in the news about Lizzie, I will be devastated. So we have to just quit this show. If (laughs) literally every single person ends up in jail again and again and again, it's just not going to be fun eventually, right? This is crazy. No, it's not fun when they end up back in jail or it's, it's not, I mean, even with Matt, you were just like, oh, okay, well I could see that one coming, but I read some news about Matt that he skipped, um, 
he either he skipped like a pre-trial hearing or something like that and he's he's got warrants oh god are we surprised though with that one not really but i have no sympathy for matt really you know like i i have sympathy like i know addiction is rough and so i empathize with that piece of it but like he was just a dick i mean besides that it's so he's someone that was given endless amounts of opportunity and he had a lot of he he just had so many chances and he had a lot of people that still cared about him and he didn't take advantage of opportunities available for him to go to even even to try rehab right he basically straight up admits he, he straight up admits that he'd rather do meth than even try to get better so it's just it's such a horrible sickness but matt is one of the few you know addicts that it's hard to really have sympathy for i agree i agree anyway nothing else to say about lizzie i mean it was a happy ending in the way that lizzie you know jasmine graduates lizzie's all good with her family scott i guess withers into depression and addiction i don't scott becomes involved in an automotive vandalism lawsuit i guess (laughs) I don't know. TBD. God, please don't bring them back. Please don't. Okay. Thruple. Thruple or quartet? We're not sure. (laughs) Yeah. Quadruple? Don't know. This is one of those things where when Michael says he wants a divorce and Sarah gives massive Pikachu face, just astonishment that Michael says he wants a divorce. This is kind of one of those things like, no, I broke up with you first. And it's well, she doesn't even say that, though. Like, why doesn't she why doesn't girl keep her dignity and be like, hey, yeah, I already have the divorce papers right here in my hand. She never she says that, meltdown. which makes me think she wasn't fucking serious about it. Do you know. know what I mean? Because just she had been serious about it. She would have been like, yeah, we do have to get a divorce. I have the divorce paper here. And even if she wanted to be like, I got you about it, like I went to see an attorney. I'm two steps ahead of you. Instead, she just like melts down. It, this it's this conversation, so disappointing. This, is, this entire scene was absolutely infuriating. He lies to her about being engaged to Megan. He says, but he says that he loves her still, and then he says she has nothing to do with it being, I guess, this their relationship, which is maybe the dumbest thing I've ever heard on this show. This is what Michael's fucking lying because he says, I only proposed to you, Sarah, so that I could see my kids. And I'm like, no, you proposed to her when you only had one kid. And then you asked her if she was ovulating and then decided to bang her when she was ovulating to have another kid. So don't tell me that you only proposed to Sarah so that you could see the kids. You only you you purposefully had another child with her. Yeah. I just can't with him. I this just argument, like him so strongly. This, they're, I, I mean, I, I still hate both of them. I, I don't understand why they had to have this argument in front of their kids. Not that they're really going to be able to understand it, especially, obviously, the newborn. But not that uh, what's-her-name will really understand it that much. Aviana, she gets the energy, just, though. I yeah, mean, it's, it's you can energy. feel that. They're yelling at each other. I mean, I've never yelled at at or with my wife in front of my son i think that if if we did he would just start crying because he would be so he'd be scared and confused right, right? i Even will give didn't sarah understand what was happening totally i will give sarah this i think that she's a good mom because as soon as aviana catches wind of what's going on and comes out of the room and like 
you know, looks sad and goes to give her a hug because she senses that something is wrong. Sarah calms down and lowers her voice immediately and is like, oh, hi, come here, baby. It's okay. You know, like you can see that she she doesn't want she's more calm in front of Aviana. She's not in total meltdown mode. So I I will give her that. Um, Michael's final thoughts in this scene and his main beef with Sarah is she can't love and respect who the person that I am today. And my first thought was like, she can't love and respect a cheating asshole with like four <laughs> families. What, what yeah. is like, if you've changed since you met Sarah and you're demanding that she love and respect who you are now, what about you at all in the last five years has improved in any respect whatsoever. I know, right? It's like, I'm like, what have you accomplished in the last, like, what do you mean? Since since you got married, what? Yeah, you've changed nothing. You've cheated on your wife. You had another kid that you can't support. You've gone back to jail. Like, what the fuck are you talking about with this, like, supposed improvement of your life? I don't know. He's done nothing. Like, he just sucks. And then he calls Megan And she's like, I hope you're serious about the divorce. And he's like, well, I'm just not sure if Megan's good enough for me because she was kissing my homeboy. And I'm like, you have a family. What are you talking about? Like, you are married. Potentially two. Potentially two. Potentially two. And you're literally, you fucked both of these women in the literal and in, in every sense. And you're you're seriously hung up on Megan having a conversation in a makeout sesh with some dude that lives in Texas who supposedly is your friend. I just can't with the this first guy. Thing, he, so he's off tether. Um, mom is mom seems super proud that he's off parole. Which oh my god! Congratulations! Of, you didn't yeah. leave your house for you didn't leave your property for three months. Good job. Well done. You did not commit another crime. Here's a cookie. <laughs> hair looks yeah. different day day also has new hair i'm into day day's hair day day looks great i know she yeah. did look good yeah yeah but the first thing he's gonna do off parole is go right to fucking texas to see megan instead of what pretty much anything else like get a job or get your shit together in any conceivable way i don't know it's just the dumbest most contrived shit to me question has michael ever been on an airplane <laughs> Good question. I would be surprised if he had. I I couldn't. I have in my notes. Has he ever been on an airplane? Which makes me think that I should have rewatched this scene because he must have said something to that effect. We know he's been in an airport because he went to pick up Megan. That's why he went back to jail. But anyway, just curious. I mean, because he went to jail when he was so young. Like, um, it seems crazy that they would end on this cliffhanger where. Obviously, there's going to have to be some confrontation with Megan's dad, right? It's strange. I mean, but we see them meet and we see them hug and kiss and, you know, look happy. But while he's in the car on the way to Megan's house before they are all happy, he gets this phone call from an, you know, female from and and then they don't ever explain who she is, but she's talking about putting the kids to bed and it's not Sarah. Cause at first I was like, wait, is that Sarah? Like, why is he talking to Sarah? And then I, li- I was like, that's not Sarah. That doesn't sound like Sarah. 
females alert. <laughs> so they don't resolve that. And he's like, oh, that was a really unfortunate time for that female to call me. Oh, I'm outed. And but then part of me is like, is this made up? Because if he really did have another family, that would have come out, right? I feel like it would have, but he he just it's hard to believe that it's true because he's so nonchalant about it. Oh, that was bad timing. Like that's well, he's all nonchalant he has to say. about everything. I don't know. Yeah. But he wouldn't if he really cared about being outed for having another family, he just wouldn't have picked up the fucking phone. Yeah, very true. Yeah. I don't know. Do, what do you think? Do Megan, do Megan and Michael live happily ever after? Oh, yeah. It's a dream. <laughs> they have a dream wedding. Everyone shows up. Even Sarah's there, and she's happy for him. By the way, I found not. out why Megan's mom is never on um, on the show, because she's a teacher, and she, like, can't be she on can't. the show. She yeah. can't. She like just, they have a just nice cannot. house though. Damn, he like pulled up was like that's a beautiful home. Shit, like I know we've seen the inside of it. I just haven't seen it holistically, and I was like, that's a really nice house. So, yeah. well, you want to talk? You want to wrap it up with Clint yeah, Tracy for Clint five Tr- seconds? Yeah. So they get married again. It's really weird. The Where officiant's they... voice is like <laughs> really off putting to me. It's just like I know. fucking nerd. I love that she like Tracy talks about like the first wedding wasn't the wedding that I dreamed of, you know, just being in a bar and everyone was drunk. And like, so Vegas Chapel is the wedding that you dreamed of. Yeah, this is the wedding you dreamed of with literally no one in the audience whatsoever. And where did they get these outfits? Like, did they just rent those from the actual chapel? I mean, Tracy was wearing her dress in the street, though. Like, so she must have bought it. They just have a little worksheet where they add up all the charges here. Okay, bouquet, check. Music, check. Efficient, that's not dressed as Elvis. will be an extra twelve ninety nine. <laughs> Did you see the interlude scene where they like were walking down the street in Vegas and some passerby is like, oh, it's Lizzie and Scott. And Tracy just cracks up. Like she's like, oh, they just called us Tracy or Lizzie and Scott. Ha ha. And she's like, wrong couple. It's funny. No, I didn't see that. But I it was, was like one of those like thirty, yeah, YouTube version of the show. <laughs> it was like one of those thirty second scenes in between commercials. So, anyway, turns out those airport or uh, champagne shots probably not the best of ideas. But no, no, real big bummer. Um, anything else to say about the episode? No, if the, if the next episode is the last one, I'm glad that this is wrapping up. I'm excited for season three. I hope Brittany and Marcelino, I wish all the best for Brittany and Marcelino. Everyone else, keep, keep a good retainer. <laughs> Lizzie, keep going to your job at that plastics factory. You drive yeah. that fucking forklift. Jasmine, stay, stay on the school. good side. Jasmine. Don't be an Instagram model. Generally, in these reality shows, the advice I have for all of the women are don't be models. And the advice I have for all (laughs) the men are don't be rap artists. I mean, don't be in a gang. Well, yeah. But I don't think that is as much as like even like Colton from Marrying Millions, like thinks he's like this, like, you know, he's working on his music. I think music is great. Don't get me wrong. People are musically talented, but um, But not you. Yeah. Do it on the side until it takes off 
get a you know a skill <laughs> forklift well, we driver for example we have something special for you guys that i had no idea was happening until it was already fucking done sorry not sorry <laughs> Yeah, I had a little chat with Marcelino, and you can get the full. Um, it, I, I had to edit it down for the public episode. Uh, I released the full interview on Patreon, but um, I got the good morsels in for the public episode. Just a delight, really, and so happy to hear the news about Brittany. Just really rooting for them, like truly. They're just a diamond in the rough, you know? I still haven't forgiven you, but <laughs> everyone said it was a great interview and was very excited about it. So well done, I guess. Thank you. Um, Kyle, do you want to do a very quick mathematics? Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. So um, mathematics, I, I, you know, I was thinking a lot about just relapse. Yeah, like and, you do. <laughs> well, just because of the Tracy news and it got me really sad and, I know that I, I looked everywhere for relapse statistics for crack and I just can't find them. And I think it's because, you know, these drugs, like they go in cycles, like crack was kind of the big deal in the eighties and early nineties, but has since kind of receded in popularity. Um, except among love after lockup cast apparently, but meth is really like the drug du jour, you know, it's, it, it's very prevalent, even though the domestic labs have, really plummeted in number um because of kind of the the restrictions that they put on pharmacies of um you know getting nasal congestant in bulk um so a lot of the meth is actually coming from down south and it's super pure it's super good from a pure chemistry standpoint i don't want to say that meth is good please don't do meth but it's it's very pure that what you can find on the street and i read also that like Meth is super cheap right now. Like the New York Times reported uh, last year that a hit of 100% pure meth is only five bucks. So I think all of these lend to its popularity. But what's like so worrisome about meth is that the even meth addicts who go to rehab have a success rate of 12%. So let's like flip that statistic around for meth addicts that do go to rehab. 88% of them relapse and most of that's within three years. So that's incredible. Like there was a study in Australia that was done that I was reading about that um, most of the addicts relapse within three years. So even if you see these short term pockets of good, you know, like we saw with Tracy for the last what, six or nine months where she was clean, they, they relapse um, within three years. And it's just really fucking sad. I mean, just what do you do? You know, it physically alters your brain and it's just really, really hard to kick. Just don't fucking do meth ever. Like not even once. It's so fucking sad. Um, and this has yeah. been mathematics. <laughs> that was so bummer. <laughs> But I mean, another just one last thing that I'll say is that there was another article I read that suspects that the national focus has switched so heavily to the opioid crisis, which don't get me wrong, needs attention. But um, they're thinking that's why like this meth thing is just like it's going out of control. But that's it. You guys asked for it. You got the mathematics. So the Tracy, the Tracy news just kind of brought this episode's energy down, you know, it really stuff. did. It really, it's hard for me to like 
make too many jokes. Uh, anyway, well, that's all. And uh, we'll be back next week, I guess, with new couples. Did you watch the uh, preview, Kyle, for the new couples? Because they look crazy and I'm really into it. I have not had a chance to do almost anything yet. But Let me give am... you just a quick teaser. Okay. 30-year-old girl in a small town in Texas. She's made for bigger things, though, Kyle. She's made for big things. Just a small town girl. <laughs> Basically. She loves bad boys, though, and her boyfriend robbed a bank, legit robbed a bank in a blonde wig, and he's in jail. She has three kids. Her sister is a correctional officer. <laughs> How do they fucking find these people? It's oh, good that's shit. that's great. All right. Anyway, now, so I'll yeah, leave the, you, you have that to look forward to. I have no idea if he has an addiction issue. I hope he doesn't. It makes it more fun if he's not an addict, so we can just, like, I don't know, laugh about and have a little bit more fun. So, fingers crossed. That's a, that's a gnarly crime, though. I mean. Oh, yeah. Gnarly crime, but I, yeah, we'll learn more about it. The only, I don't know the details. The only crime I felt, like, so far on Love After Lockup that was super problematic and we, we knew a little bit about and it was terrible was Michael's. Uh, yeah, that was a violent crime. Assuming you don't count Bunky. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I'm, I'm excited for that. I'm definitely ready for new people. Bring it on. Let's, Bring let's, it on. Fresh blood. Let's do this. Yep. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. You can follow me at Reality Cray Cray on Instagram. You can follow Kyle at going.kyle. And we'll see you next week. Talk to you guys soon. Marcelino. Oh. Awesome. You in your backyard. Looks nice and breezy. I'm actually at uh, the Junior College today and, and rolling Brittany into school for classes coming up pretty soon. Awesome. Oh, wow. Can I ask what she's studying? She's going to be a graphic designer. Going awesome. for an associate graphic design. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's I knew really she could. Cool. I mean, it was always part of the plan. She when she was when she was locked up, the letters that, that we were sent back and forth, I can't draw a straight line. But she's a <laughs> magnificent artist, and she would always send me letters with nice drawings on them, pictures. And I was just like, "Man, you, you definitely have a talent. When you get out, we're gonna have to pursue uh, what we can do about making that official." So, they have a associate's degree here. They offer at the junior college in, in Nevada, and it benefits both of us, or it benefits her because I get um, I get benefits through the VA that help her go to school. So it's cool. Oh, that's awesome! I am often ranting about how. A lot of the women on these reality shows should stop wanting to be models and start pursuing practical job skills like graphic design. So I'm very, very happy to hear this. <laughs> this really makes my day. <laughs> um, Marcelino, I have to, I'm going to start with like a, a really easy question for you because I get, there's a lot of interest among our listeners with this. How did you get cast for the Missy Elliott video? That's funny. I was actually living in LA, just doing me, trying to make, you know, trying to survive out there. And I would always be in the clubs and people would always be asking me, do you model, do you model, do you model? And I never took it serious until, you know, rent started being due. And I was like, hmm, what are you guys talking about? What's going on over here? So they ended up casting me for a few things. That, that wasn't the only video I was in. I also did a, a Janet Jackson video and I was in um, 
50 Cent in the club video. But I stopped doing it because you're there for like 12 hours, 13 hours, and you get like $100. So I was like, I'm good. Cool. I that. So I know that I, I talked to you over Instagram and said uh, I wanted to ask you some super personal questions. So if I cross a line, just let me know. I'm happy to edit anything out that you're not comfortable talking about. But, um, you know, this season on Love After Lockup, we hear a lot of references to your childhood and what sounded like kind of a pretty nasty custody battle that happened between your mother and your stepfather. And um, obviously this had a massive effect on you. You were very small child. And I was just wondering if you could elaborate on the circumstances that led to that and what that was like for you as a young child. You know, it's very interesting because, um, one of the scenes that we did film was a reconciliation between myself and my stepfather that it did not get aired. So, you know, it just so happened, just so happened, the production was in town and my stepfather was in town to uh, help my mother out to do something. And you know, I just had a bright idea. Let's, let's, I'm over it. I'm 40 years old. It's, it's it's 41 years old now. It's said and done. It's water under the bridge. Of course, now I understand from this perspective. My purview now is okay. I get it. There was there was a lot of factors in trying to raise trying to raise a kid that's not yours is very difficult. So I understand now, and I was able to make that reconciliation with them. And it's something that didn't get aired. And I'm very um. No, I think that's something that would have added a lot to my backstory so people would be able to know where I'm coming from. Because I had a conversation with the man who I haven't seen in 25 years. Like, you know, what was it? I mean, was, was it me? Was I, was I a bad kid? I don't recall being, you know, I don't recall being a little nut checker. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was it, you know? And it wasn't. It was him and his battles with, with his alcoholism and just issues that he had. As a matter of fact, he was uh, one time he was adopted. So... Mm-hmm issues with trying to be a father to somebody i guess so when it was i have two brothers they're out in florida and they're from they're from that marriage i grew up an only child till i was about 12 years old so it was it was me on my own for pretty much a long time and then when my mother remarried to a jewish man no, no biggie but she remarried to a jewish man you know a white dude and we're living in the east side we're living in the hood you know this white guy trying to raise me in the hood's kind of funny he had different principles he had different morals he had different characteristics that that uh didn't necessarily coincide with with my situation where i was living you know my mother she she's not a bad she was not a bad woman it was not a bad mother but she had problems with her alcoholism also mm-hmm. so for whatever reason he was able to of course because she was a stay-at-home she was a domestic mother she didn't have the, the funds to, to get a lawyer, and he ended up getting custody of both my brothers. Now, they were couldn't have, couldn't have been more than four, three, four at the time. So then watching, I'm already progressed. I'm older, 12 years older. Right. To, to watch my mother go through the, the, the repercussions of, of that, of her having her children taken from her. You know, she was a stay-at-home mother. She was with the kids all the time. He, he worked and he did what he had to do, whatever to bring, to bring, uh, put food on the table. So just to have them ripped away like that. And then I think it went down to something ridiculous. It was like three hours a week, supervised visitation. And it was just an uphill battle. And, and she suffered, uh, she suffered a few anxiety attacks. And your mother, how did she overcome her alcoholism and her anxiety? Because we see her on the season and she seems... You know, we only we only know what we see, obviously, on TV, which is a very small part of life. But um, she appears to be doing very well. 
I 100% support my mother in her sobriety. The only way she was able to come back to the table was by facing up to her demons and becoming a member of AA. And she's been 14 years strong now, coming on 15 years strong, sober. And I support her 100% now, for sure. And do her and Brittany, can they relate to each other? Um, Just, it seems like they both had a journey with addiction. Is this something that they talk about together? Or do they kind of like to keep that separate? Their girl talk is their girl talk. (laughs) 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 I wish I could be a wall fly on the wall sometimes in some of those conversations. I'm just so grateful that they they were able to seamlessly bond. They were they have true genuine uh, love and affection for each other, and, and it just helps me that much more knowing that the two most important women in my life do genuinely care about each other. It's very important. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it's definitely that this is, and I say this all the time on the podcast that your and Brittany's storyline is is the one that resonates the most with us. Um, I don't want to say the other couples are not real couples because we only have a glimpse into their lives, but certainly I think majority of people are rooting for you and Brittany more than any other couple. Um, we certainly don't, we see the bond and kind of the, the support group around you and Brittany, which is, is just really kind of nice to watch. And um, it, it's great to hear that your mother and Brittany have that kind of relationship. We don't see that, for example, with like Tracy and Clint's mother. Probably even, uh, more deteriorated now. Have you heard how Tracy went back to jail? I did. I know. I don't know. Do you have a relationship with other people on the show like Clinton Tracy? Do you talk to them? No. no. Okay. I saw that unfortunate news. A lot of listeners are dying to know about, and they don't talk about this in the season. And I wish they would touch on this more. I'm floored that they cut out that scene of reconciliation between you and your, your stepfather. I would have loved to see that. Um, But we see you kind of amping up your professional poker career this season. Can you like, how did you, get into that i was living in vegas and i was pursuing a master's degree and at the same time I, when i was finishing up i was noticed like right around the time of the world series of poker and i'm seeing these kids 21 22 years old 23 years old winning millions of dollars and i'm <laughs> sitting back like, i'm not no, I, if i can earn a master's degree obviously i got some type of some type of brains in me so i said man if i could do this maybe i could try to do that so i started pursuing it in 2012 so I've been on it. I've been on, on it for a while. 2013. 2013 started really trying to learn poker. And yeah, I turned that corner. I turned the corner to the point where I can support myself, support my family. That's so awesome. Are you doing tournaments or is I have very little knowledge of the professional poker world, but is it mainly at night right. you get invited to like private parties like in Molly's game? Or are you doing tournaments? How does it work? <laughs> In Vegas, you have in Vegas, there's so many, there's so many, there's so many tables out here, so many games out here. It's not really like that. I mean, I'm sure there are private poker games out here. I haven't been invited yet, but, but um, and so the poker world, there's two two different aspects of it. You can be a tournament player, or you can be a cash game player. Cash game is just live, get up and go whenever you want. Tournament, you have to sit there for however long the duration of the tournament is. Don't get me wrong, you huge payouts, huge payouts. I mean, in poker, we say it's it's the hardest way to make an easy living. Um, and there won't be a tell-all for Love After Lockup, correct? I have no idea. We push it. We push it and push it. But I think they have a – there might be some type of stipulations because some of the people might might not be able to leave, leave or travel, travel out of state. Fair enough. Yeah, Michael, for example. Good point. Um, also, it was so good to talk to you today, Marcelino. Um, we're really rooting for you and Brittany. I am 100,000% rooting for Brittany um, getting into school. That's such awesome news. I just love hearing that. And wish you the best uh, with Gio and Baby Zoila as well. 
Thank you. We appreciate it. We're very humbled and and appreciate all the love and all the support from everybody around the world. It's been quite an experience. And if we can continue to keep on sharing our story, then we'd love to do that. So follow me on IG at BlazeBird45 and Brittany as well. Brittany.LoveAfterLockup. Anywhere else that we can find you that listeners should know about? No, we're mainly on IG. Or you can check out Brittany, uh, Brittany's YouTube channel, Fell into Fame. Oh, that's right. Awesome. I am a subscriber. All right. Thanks so much, Marcelino. Tell Brittany we say hi, and we hope to see you again on the next season. I hope so, too. (laughs) (laughs) 